Praise God. This is Pastor Emmanuel Odedei, and it's my joy to welcome you to this podcast. As you listen and apply yourself to the Word of God, we commend you to God and to the Word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So feel free to listen again and again until your faith comes alive. You shall testify. Thank you and God bless you as you listen and apply yourself to the word. Amen. Our teaching series for this month of June 2020 is serving God and the interest of his kingdom pays the unmatchable. And this is part one of that teaching series. Our text is from Exodus chapter 23, Exodus chapter 23, and we read from verse 25. Serving God and the interest of his kingdom pays the unmatchable. Look at this, Exodus 23, 25 and 26. He said, and ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in thy land. And the numbers of thy days I will fulfill. This is God's commitment to you and I. He said, if you serve the Lord your God, he will bless your bread and your water. And I've had God's servant, Bishop David W. say, it is shall versus shall. You shall serve, it shall bless. God's part is always constant. You shall serve him, then you can be sure he will bless you. I pray for you this month, you will see the blessings of God practically in the name of Jesus Christ. I say you will see the blessings of God practically in the name of Jesus Christ. As a commission, we have 12 pillars of our faith. And every month, we focus on a particular pillar. And this month, our focus is on the pillar of wisdom. Is the pillar of wisdom. Our focus this month is on the pillar of wisdom. And just like it was read to us earlier, the prophetic focus of the month, what is wisdom? Wisdom is knowing what to do and doing it. Wisdom is knowing where to go and going there. It is wisdom to serve God. In this Exodus 23, 25, and 26, you will serve God and then look at the list of the fringe benefits that will follow because of your serving God. You serve God and then blesses your bread, blesses your water. It means there's no scarcity. He said there will be no miscarriage. Nothing will cast their young nor be barren in your land. He said the numbers of your days, I will make sure you fulfill it. So you serve him and then provision is supplied. Fruitfulness is guaranteed. Longevity is also part of the packet. There is nowhere in the world where you can get such a packet. That's why we say serving God and the interests of his kingdom pays the unmatchable. And so, three things you must not forget this month. Number one is serving God. 
Remember, we are in the midst of the year. In the midst of the year is where God wants to show forth himself, wants to manifest his glory in your life, in my life. But it's going to be on the platform of our kingdom stewardship. Number two thing you must not forget is wisdom. You need wisdom. You need wisdom. And what is wisdom? He said, he that winneth souls is wise. So when you serve God by winning soul, it's a display and a show of wisdom. Proverbs 11 verse 30. He that winneth soul is wise. So why is this month a month of wisdom? We are going to be displaying the wisdom of God in various, you know, aspects in reaching out to the lost, praying kingdom advancement prayer. And he says, as we do that, then it will turn every situation in our life around. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3. He said, those who are wise, they will shine as the brightness of the firmament. Daniel 12, 3. And I mean, those who are wise are those who turn many unto righteousness. So your display of wisdom this month is in how many people you can turn to righteousness. How you serve God this month is what will result in your pay. And number three word I wouldn't want you to forget this month is obedience. That Job 36 and verse 11, if they obey and serve him. If they obey and serve him. Don't just hear these words. God does not bless those who hear the words only. It is those who do something with the word that they receive. It is what you do. Obeying what you hear is what guarantees the blessing. James chapter 1 and verse 25. James chapter 1 verse 25. He said, He that looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, not for being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man, this woman, this boy, this girl is the one that will be blessed in his deed. So, wisdom, service, and obedience. These three words, please keep it in your heart this month. And I see God blessing you in the name of Jesus. No assumption. What is specifically? What does kingdom service involve? Number one, it involves praying kingdom advancement prayer. Everyone by now know that one of the ways we can serve God is by praying for the advancement of his kingdom. We've seen that in Luke chapter 2 from verse 36. The Bible told us of a woman of a great age. Luke chapter 2 from verse 36. Anna was her name. The Bible says she was of a great age, but she remained in the temple. Verse 37 now. She was serving God in fasting and in prayers night and day. So you can serve God in fasting and in prayers. I don't know about you, but these seven days for me has been served for serving God by prayer and fasting. And today is the last day. Maybe you are just joining or you are just getting to know about it. You can serve God by praying for the advancement of his kingdom. What is most crucial to God is that his kingdom advances. Is that no one perishes, but that everyone comes to the knowledge of Christ. I pray that as you advance his kingdom, God will advance your life. In the name of Jesus. Number two, what does kingdom service involve? 
It involves soul winning. Just like we saw in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3. They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And I mean those who turn many unto righteousness. They will be as the stars. So by turning many to righteousness is a way of serving God. And we know that Proverbs 11.30 says, He that wins souls is wise. So by serving God, reaching out to the lost is a way to serve God. By reaching out to the lost, where you live, at your place of work, there are people everywhere. For instance, if you can't go out, there are contacts on your phone that somebody that you know that does not know God. And God is counting on you that you will through reaching out to such people, you will serve the interest of his kingdom. Number three way in which we can serve God is by soul establishment and follow up. It is not enough for us to reach out to souls. Especially since this lockdown and the pandemic began, many people have gone back to their vomit. Many people who used to be fervent before, the enemy might have had a hold over their life. And we have a responsibility to ensure we follow up. We establish them. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 19. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 19. My little children, of whom I travel in birth again. You have done it before when you want them to Christ, but you travel in birth again until Christ be formed in you. So you keep traveling, ensuring their establishment, following them up, ensuring that they do not depart from the faith. And that is another way to serve God. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 12 talks about a man there, Epaphras is his name. He said, who is one of you? Colossians 4, 12. A servant of Christ. What was he doing? Always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. You can serve God by ensuring that the souls that are already saved remain established in the faith. Number four way in which we can serve God is by giving towards the advancement of his kingdom. By giving towards the advancement of his kingdom. There is opportunity for us to give for the advancement of his kingdom. Haggai chapter 1, if you read from verse 3 down to verse 7, talks about a group of people who were living in sealed houses. They were enjoying comfort, but he said they have allowed his house to lie in ruins. Verse 4, he said, consider your ways. Is it right that you are enjoying luxury, but you have allowed my house, the house of God? What is the house of God? The Zion and the house of God is not a building. The house of God is the people of God. You have allowed my house to lie in ruins. He said, consider your ways. And he told them, go and gather wood and ensure that you build my house. I will take pleasure in it. And then he says, that way I will begin to reach out to you. And if you go on, chapter 2 talks about, I will bless you with silver, with gold. So you can also serve God with your resources. Whatever God has put in your hand, you can use it as a means of serving God. Why are we talking about this? Remember, our focus this month is serving God pays the most. But we must know what services. 
We must know what serving God is so that there's no ambiguity. So we serve God in prayers, in reaching out, in following them up, in giving, being a blessing to people around us. Especially in this pandemic, there are people perhaps who have lost their job. There are people perhaps who are going through untold challenges. That was not what they bargained for in the beginning of the year. Reaching out to people when they found Jesus Christ. The mother had been looking for him for some days and they found him. And the mother was so concerned, he said, what are you doing here? We've been looking for you. He said, don't you know I must be about my father's business. Serving God is big time business. It's not just a mere religious activity. The reason why some people are not engaging in serving God as they ought to is because they don't know the business dimension to serving God. I remember vividly, I know some of us, we also remember the testimony of a man who said to God, after catching what Matthew 6, 33 is all about, he said to God, for every soul that I bring to the kingdom, I want you to bless me with one million. And like play, like play, went out, reached out to souls, got a business contract worth a million. Ah, he said this thing is working, went again. If you are told that everyone that you preach to, everyone that you win and you engage with to be established in the kingdom, that you get 10,000 pounds. If they don't want to be saved, you will force them to be saved because you know what is in it. Mentality, knowing what is in it changes everything. It is big time business. This thing works. God has proven it in my own little life as well. This thing works. Serving God can change your story. Look at what he says in that scripture for the month. Job 36 and verse 11. If they obey and serve him, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. They won't struggle like others do. Just obey and serve God. Just do what he tells you to do in this midst of the year. Be part and parcel of bringing souls to the kingdom. Ensuring that you go all out. And then watch what he will make out of your life. I pray that that grace be released upon you in the name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 26. The Bible tells us there. He said, what shall he profit a man? If he gains the whole world and loses his soul, it means that the value of one's soul is much more than the entire world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus wouldn't have died if the soul of man is not important. So it is crucial that we see the importance of soul winning, serving God, advancing the cause of his kingdom so that we can be beneficiary of what God has for us. So it's a big time business. Number two thing I want you to know about serving God is that serving God will make giants out of ordinary believers. Serving God, we do what? We make giants out of ordinary believers. And a good example of a giant that we saw in scripture is David. David was not even reckoned with with members of his household. David was somebody who was just there, one of the boys. 
In a family of eight boys, everybody was, you know, he was not even the one to be considered. But when David was engaged in serving God and the interests of his kingdom, ensuring that he stood out for God, when Goliath was threatening everyone, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? I will stand up to him. I will cut off his head. He stood up for God and God lifted him up. We saw that in Psalm 89 and verse 20. The Bible speaking concerning David. He said, I have found David my servant. I have found David my who? My servant. And with the holy oil, I anointed. Listen to me. When people are looking for God, God is looking for his servant. I found him. He found him because he was looking for his servant. There are people who run after God in terms of looking, Lord, where are you? But there are people that God is the one that is finding them, locating them. Uh, those people are those who serve him and the interest of his kingdom. We saw also in Psalm 78, turn with me to Psalm 78. Very interesting about this man called David. He knew where he was coming from. Verse 70. Psalm 78 from verse 70. So David was not just found, he was chosen. He said he chose David also his servant. He took him from the back, from following the sheepfold, from following the hills great with young. He brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hand. He chose David out of all the broad-chested men in the household of Jesse. He said, no, this is the one. And we will not wait until he comes. God will make men to stand still for you to be elevated. Can I hear your belief? Looking behind the scene. This Anna we saw earlier in Luke chapter 2 and verse 36 and 37. Anna was behind the scene. Anna was behind the scene but stayed in the temple. Somebody of 84 years, a widow, was still praying and fasting. There are 40-year-olds who cannot fast. 84-year-old fasting and praying. Not for our own needs, but that the Messiah will come. And as she was praying, they brought Jesus to her right there in the temple. I pray for you that while you are still speaking, the answer will show forth for you in the name of Jesus. And that is one of the blessings of Praying kingdom advancement prayer. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6. He said, God who sees you in secret, he will reward you openly. It is a secret engagement that results in open reward. When we engage with God on our knees in the secret, praying and saying, Lord, let there be revival. Let there be a change of story. Bring an end to this plague that is ravaging the world. Let an end come to untimely deaths all over the world. When that is in your heart, God rewards you openly. There are people you see today and you wonder how did they get to that position? What did they do? Look at how young she is. Look at how young he is. Find out what they are doing. While David was in the bush, 
all the songs, most of the songs we find in the book of Psalm today, he was composing them, singing praises to God, just making mention of the goodness of God. He was engaging with God and to know where his heart was. He said in 1 Samuel chapter 13 and verse 14, I have found a man after my own heart. He will do everything that I command him to do. When Saul, the king, was rejected, he was a man after God's heart that he found. May God find you this season. May God find you this season in the name of Jesus Christ. Also, when we engage in soul winning, we are talking about why should we do this? When we engage in prayer, God rewards us openly. When we engage in soul winning, what will God do? He places us on his payroll. God places us on his payroll. Anytime you subscribe to the demand of soul winning, God puts you on his payroll. And you can't go to a place where you have not worked and want to collect salary. They will arrest you there. Oh, yes. You can only get on God's payroll by being part of the army of people that are turning many unto righteousness. You get on his payroll by engaging in this. Shout hallelujah. I say shout hallelujah. John chapter 4 and verse 35. He says, stop looking for excuse. Say ye not that there are years, four months where there is pandemic in town. Oh, there is lockdown. How can I go for evangelism? Don't say there are years, four months and then come and lift up your eyes. Look on the field. They are white already to harvest. And he that repent, he that repent, verse 36, is the one that receiveth wages. This is one of the few places in scripture where God talks about wages for soul winning. He that repent will receive wages as he gathers fruit unto life eternal, that both he that sows and reaps may rejoice together. I pray that this season shall be a season of rejoicing for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, subscribe to it. So when it works, it pays the most. It pays the most. It pays the most. It pays the most. Shout hallelujah. We saw also in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, he said to Peter, follow me and I will make you what? Fishers of men. Follow me and I will make you what? Fishers of men. And we understand according to Matthew 17 and verse 27. Matthew 17 and verse 27. When they asked Jesus Christ whether he doesn't pay taxes and he told them, let's not offend them. Go to the sea, cast a hook, and he said, take up the fish that first comes. And when you open his mouth, you will find a piece of money. Use it to pay for your tax and my tax. Look at this. Every, because, and look at the connection between Matthew 4, 19. I will make you fishers of men. And Matthew 17, 27. What does it mean? As you are fishing men, there is a coin in the mouth of every fish that you catch. There is a coin in the mouth of every fish that you catch. I remember vividly the testimony of a sister who has been engaging reaching out to the lost, engaged in one of the wonder double seasons, and after a service like this, one of the business associates called her 
And it's, this is somebody, according to her testimony, she has not heard from for a long time. And he said, ah, what's going on? We've not heard from you. Ah, is there any business deal for me? He said, no, it is you I'm interested in. <laughs> and one thing led to the other. The man at the other side proposed to her and a package. What does he cover? When you get a new job, the first thing you want to know is that what is your pay and what does it cover? Some pay, you know, cover housing, some cover wardrobe allowance, some cover your children, some cover health care. What does serving God, what does it cover? Let's look at a few in this service as we progress. Number one, it guarantees your present life. It guarantees your present life. When you serve God, your present life is guaranteed. I mean, life on this heart is guaranteed. You know, most times, you know, growing up, I remember when people who engage in serving God, what we hear them say is, that, well, our reward is in heaven. Can I tell you, reward begins from this heart. No, not until when you get to heaven. The reward for serving God guarantees your present life. How do I know? He said in that Job 36 and verse 11, our anchor scripture for the month, if they obey and serve him, they will spend what? Their days on this earth in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. So don't join the people who say, only in heaven will I be rewarded. No, the reward begins from this heart, here and now. When you serve God and the interests of his kingdom, the reward begins from here. Shout hallelujah. He guarantees our present life. Not just the life after. Remember, he says, your father who sees your labor in secret. Matthew 6 and verse 6. He will reward you openly. I pray for you, beginning from now, your reward will be open for everyone to see. In the name of Jesus. I say your reward will be open for everyone to see. In the name of Jesus. I say your reward will be open for everyone to see. In the name of Jesus. So don't join the people who say, only in heaven will you be rewarded. Your reward is supposed to start from here. Shout hallelujah. Number two, what does your kingdom service pay package cover? Number two, it secures favor with God. Oh, I like this. When you serve God, you obtain favor with God. And like God's servant, our presiding bishop, we always say, nothing flies like favor. When you see a man of favor, he just begins to scale high. Everybody say, ah, ah, why is he? Is he the only one? He's favored. Jealousy will begin to come. Is it the only one? When you see a man that is favored, you know what favor does? He covers your error and colors your effort. When you see a man of favor, the things that even you know that you don't qualify for, favor qualifies you for it. And it is by our serving God that we qualify for such favor. Psalm 102 and verse 13, very popular passage of scripture. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yay! The set time is come. But if you stop there, you won't know what will bring that favor. Verse 14. For thy servant. Say with me, thy servant. 
Say with me, thy servant. It is only thy servant that take pleasure in the stone of Zion and favor the dust thereof. So you favor the kingdom of God, God favors you back in return. Favor versus favor. What are you doing to favor the things of the kingdom? Will determine how much favor you will enjoy. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 22. Whosoever finds a wife does what? Finds a good thing and obtains favor. Proverbs 18 22. So part of the favor, just like I shared with you, somebody who engaged in soul winning and then God located her. Somebody from a far place located her. I pray for you by your serving God, favor the kind of resources you have never handled before. God will place it in your hand. In the name of Jesus. I remember a few years ago, one of the uh, engagement that we had, one of those wonder double season, you know, and most times when it's time for harvest like that, I go all out. I am out almost every other day, ensuring every day is prayer for the kingdom. But every other day, I reach out, going, reaching out to souls. And I remember after WSF, that blessed evening, I noticed as I was driving back after the WSF, a Somebody was following me. I was wondering what's going on. And this person followed and followed until I got to where I was going. And as I came down, I was wondering what's going on. And this man rushed quickly and said, are you Pastor Emmanuel? I uh, said, yes, uh, yes, can I help you? You know, when somebody you don't know has for your name, <laughs> you, are, you are worried, and you know the person has been following you. And then he said, this is a car key. These are the papers of the car. This car is now yours. I said, from where? Please wait, wait, wait. From serving God. He said, I'm young. Now I'm old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor the seed begging bread. When you are serving God, he ensures that the things that pertain to you, he delivers it freely to you. Shout hallelujah. So whether it's favor for marriage, whether it's favor for your miracle job, favor is what you need, but it's going to come on the platform of serving God. So kingdom service pay covers favor. Number three, what does it cover? It also covers joy and rejoicing. Most people who are engaged in serving God in prayers and soul winning, they enjoy joy and rejoicing. You know, when Jesus sent them out in Luke chapter 10, and verse 17, he said, when the 70 return, they return with joy. They return with joy. Why? Luke 10, 17. He said, even the devils were subject unto us through your name. If there is anybody who is not experiencing joy and rejoicing, switch to serving God. Just, just make up your mind to serve God and the interests of his kingdom. Because whatever you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. As you are serving God, putting smile on people's faces, ensuring that souls are not lost and are established, God rewards you back with joy. You know, he says in Isaiah 12 and verse 3, it is with joy that you draw water from the wells of salvation. I tell you, once you begin to serve God, reaching out to the lost, God rewards you back with joy unspeakable. 
Number four, what is in serving God? It engenders supernatural fruitfulness. Those who serve God, he said, none shall cast their young. Exodus 23 and verse 26. As you serve God, it engenders fruitfulness. Anybody under the sound of my voice today that is believing God for the fruit of the womb, I decree that this midst of the year you shall be confirmed pregnant. In the name of Jesus, this midst of the year, I decree your conception is guaranteed. In the name of Jesus, between now and the end of July, your conception is guaranteed. In the name of Jesus. You know what the Bible says? Psalm 127 and verse 3. Psalm 127 and verse 3. The fruit of the womb is part of the reward for serving God. He said, children are the heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. Reward for what? You talk about reward when somebody has done something. So reward for serving God is the fruit of the womb. You can cash in on your kingdom service when you are challenged in any area of your life with barrenness. Maybe the work of your hand is not producing. You say, Lord, I am a tighter. I am serving you with my resources. Remember, giving is one of the ways. You can also say, Lord, as I'm batting souls in the kingdom, give me my own children. I remember a few years ago, when we first got married, my wife and I, we were believing God for a child, and it looks as if first year, second year, what's going on? And immediately, the wisdom of God came, and this is one thing you find. When you begin to serve God, you enjoy his wisdom. God's servant was mentioned in the course of the week. He said, the people who serve God, especially in soul winning and kingdom advancement prayer, enjoy wisdom from above. He just gives you insight. You just know what to do. You are never stranded. And so, it occurred to me that if we begin to invest in the life of other people's children, then God will give us our own children. Wisdom. What did we do? The children's church, of the church where I was pastoring there, there's a monthly collection that they have every month to buy snacks for the children for a whole year. My family and I said we're going to pay for it. That year did not finish. When my wife says she's feeling some, I say it has landed. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. I tell you, this thing works. We are not telling you things that are not working. When you serve God, you are investing in the lives of others. God has a way of rewarding you back with fruitfulness. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Believe in God for the fruit of the womb. Or experiencing barrenness in any area of your life. I decree that this season is your season of fruitfulness. In the name of Jesus. Every conception hindering condition. It is terminated today. In the name of Jesus. So when you serve God. He blesses you with fruitfulness. I remember the testimony of a couple also. They said we have asked you God for children. And we didn't see children. Give us souls. And as they began to pray and went out to reach out to souls, as they were winning souls, God blessed them with their own children. As they were batting children into the kingdom, 
Can I encourage somebody believing God for the fruit of the womb? Make these seven weeks, beginning from tomorrow till 26th of July, make it seven weeks of intense engagement in reaching out to the lost and watch what God will do in your life. Shout hallelujah. Fear. Let us serve God acceptably with reference and godly fear. Even though God wants us to serve him, he wants you to serve him righteously. It's just like somebody who wants you to serve them food. No matter how hungry you are, if they bring a plate from the toilet, from the toilet sink and then use it to give you food. Ah, no, 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 no. When you are serving God, but your hands are, are you know, soiled in sin, that service cannot be acceptable by him. You know, he says in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 19, nevertheless, say with me, nevertheless, no matter what you do, 2 Timothy 2, 19, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his. Let everyone that named the name of Christ, reaching out to soul, serving God, depart from iniquity. So you can be serving God and it may not show if you are not doing it righteously. So righteous serving is what guarantees reward. Why is God showing us this? Is for us to be able to know the things to do so that our service can be rewarded. Matthew chapter 7 verse 23, it talks about those who came and said, we prophesied in your name and the bridegroom said, depart from me, ye that walk iniquity, I never knew you. One of the most disastrous things that can happen to a man is for you to be engaged in converting others but at the end miss out of the race. That's why Paul the Apostle said lest when I have preached to others, 1 Corinthians 9 verse 27, he said that I myself will not be a castaway. You will not be a castaway. I say you will not be a castaway. So it is important for us that as you are serving God, ensure that you make things right. Don't cut corners. Don't do it like the world do it. Don't do it so that you don't suffer what they suffer. Let your path be straight. Because integrity will always speak for you, whether you are there or not. There are believers in their place of work, people they work with are surprised that they are believers. They say, hey, so you're a Christian, I didn't know. Ah, so you're a Christian. That's a shame. If, if people around you don't know that you are a follower of Christ, it is important for us to serve righteously. Number two, we must serve faithfully. First Corinthians chapter four and verse two, for our service to be rewarded, we must serve him faithfully. What does it mean to serve faithfully? To be reliable. When you serve faithfully, it means you serve with full of faith that God can count on you. First Corinthians four verse 12, he said, moreover, it is required in service or in stewards that a man be found faithful. Proverbs 20 verse six, can I tell you this? Faithful men are there. Faithful men are there. There are people that you will put in a place you cannot count on them. Can God count on you that you will engage in praying for the advancement of his kingdom all through this midst of the year? Can, can God count on me that I will do everything possible to reach out to the lost? Can God count on me that I will keep praying 
until his will comes to pass on the earth. Faithful men are there. Every man, you know that Proverbs 20 and verse 6, he said every man will declare his own good. Oh, this is what I can do. This is how good I am. He said, but a faithful man who can find. Faithful men are there. Number three, how do you serve God to qualify for reward? Your service must be from the heart. There is high service and there is hard service. If you must be rewarded by God, your service must be from the heart. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 6, he said, we should not be men pleasers or those who serve with high service. He said, we should do the will of God from the heart. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 6. So it is important for us not to serve with eye service or as men pleaser, but do be a servant of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Let it come from your heart. Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 10. He said, God searches the heart. He tries the rain and he gives unto everyone according to to the fruit of his doing. God is searching the heart. You know, he says in 2 Chronicles 16 and verse 9, the eyes of the Lord, 2 Chronicles 16, 9, the eyes of the Lord is going to and fro. What is he looking for? He's looking for those whose heart is perfect towards him. Do you know it is possible to serve God but not with a perfect heart? 2 Chronicles chapter 25 and verse 2, the Bible told us about a king there. He was serving God, but not with a perfect heart. He did that which was right in the sight of God. Everybody was clapping for him, but he didn't have a perfect heart. So his service was not rewarded. As we begin to round up in this service, our covenant day of vengeance, it's important for us to know that we serve a many-sided God. God has many parts to him. Romans chapter 11 and verse 22, it tells us that why should God invoke his vengeance? Somebody may say, well, pastor, I don't like trouble. I like to go my way and then I want people to go their way. But unfortunately, people of God, the devil wants trouble. You say you don't want trouble, but the devil wants trouble and you must give it back to him. Shout hallelujah. Whatever is troubling you is due to be troubled by God. Whatever unsettles you, unsettles God. Whatever thing unsettles you, unsettles God. And that is why in this service today, divine vengeance will answer in the camp of your enemies. In the name of Jesus Christ. I say divine vengeance will answer in the camp of your enemies. In the name of Jesus Christ. We saw in Isaiah chapter 63 from verse 1. Talks about the end time agenda of God. Isaiah 63 from verse 1. He said, who is he that is come and uh, will die? And please move on to verse 2 and verse 3. And it talks about, wherefore, a thou red apparel and garment like the, that treaded in the winecraft. Verse 3, please. And then it said, you have trodden on the winepress alone. The people there was none with me, and for I tread with my anger. And he went on and on and tells us of what the end time agenda of God is. That in the end time agenda, he said, the day of my vengeance has finally come. Verse 4. 
He said, the day of vengeance is in my heart and the year of the redeemed is come. So we know part of the end time agenda of God is vengeance. And until that vengeance answers, the enemy will not give up. I pray for you today. Every wickedness of the wicked over your life, over your family, shall be terminated today. In the name of Jesus. I say it shall be terminated today. We serve a God of vengeance. We saw that in the book of Psalms, chapter 94, verse 1. He said, Oh God, to whom vengeance belongeth. Oh God, to whom vengeance belong, show yourself. Show yourself in my life. Show yourself in my family. Show yourself in my career. So you are going to be declaring shortly when the time comes. Lord, God of vengeance, show yourself. The affliction of the wicked, it has gone on for too long. I pray today God will trouble all your troublers in the name of Jesus. Jesus taught us to pray vengeance prayer. Oh yes. Do you know when Jesus got to the fig tree and the fig tree answered it and didn't see anything there. He said, ooh, there's no fruit. <laughs> Mark chapter 11 verse 14. The Bible says he said, no man eat of thee from this moment forever. Matthew, Mark chapter 11, verse 14. And the Bible speaking there, verse 19. Afterwards, and they came back to that same place. They saw, verse 21 now, that the fig tree that Jesus caused withered away. I pray whatever represents a fig tree in your life, that thing that is causing mockery in your life, they will wither away today. I say they will wither away today in the name of Jesus Christ. So you have a redemptive right to invoke vengeance. Why vengeance? Why is vengeance necessary? Very quickly, as we move on in this time. Number one, vengeance is necessary to bring an end to the oppression of the enemy in your life. Vengeance is necessary to bring an end to every oppression of the enemy in your life. You know he said in Exodus chapter three and verse 19, I know that Pharaoh will not let you go except by a mighty hand. Verse 20, he said, I will stretch out my hand. Say, do it, Lord. Say with me, do it, Lord. He said, I will stretch out my hand. I will smite Egypt with all my wonders that I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he will let you go. The enemy will let you go. I said, the enemy will let you go. I said, sickness will let you go in the name of Jesus. So vengeance is important because the wickedness of the wicked must be brought to an end. We saw also that the Bible told us in Ephesians 4 and verse 27 not to give any place to the devil. Why is vengeance important? To bring an end to oppression. Don't give place to the enemy. You must execute vengeance to put an end to the wickedness of the wicked in your life. That is why it's important. Number two, why is vengeance necessary? To deliver the helpless. There are people that the enemy has sat on their head. He knows that they are helpless. He knows they, they have no one to help them. But when vengeance of God answers, it delivers the helpless. Isaiah 49, we saw from verse 24. He said, 
shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive. There are those who the Bible calls lawful captive. What does lawful captive mean? They were in captivity lawfully. Just like somebody who is in immigration detention. He doesn't have paper. He's a lawful captive. They took him lawfully. They have a right to deport him. Do whatever they want to do with him. But he can, that situation that you look helpless, God will help you. He will take you by his mighty hand in the name of Jesus. Number three, why is vengeance important? To release your blessing. The enemy has held on to your blessing either too. But when vengeance answers, your blessing is forcefully released. How then do we invoke vengeance? Three things very quickly. You can invoke vengeance in the name of the Lord. Second Kings chapter 2 verse 23. Some 42 children, they began to speak and mock Elisha, they said, go up, you bad head. Go up, you bad head. And the Bible says, he turned back, verse 24, and cursed them in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. So you can curse whatever is mocking you in the name of the Lord. I curse you barrenness in the name of the Lord. I curse you joblessness in the name of the Lord. I curse every situation that is mocking my glorious destiny, that is making people ask, where is my God? You can curse it in the name of, if children are not spared, your enemy will not be spared. In the name of Jesus. Number two, how do you invoke vengeance? You invoke vengeance by heartfelt praise. We saw that in Psalm 149 and verse 6 all the way to verse 9. Psalm 149, verse 6, heartfelt praise. You can call it violent praise. He said, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And a two-edged sword in their hand. Psalm 149, verse 6. To execute vengeance. To execute vengeance upon the hidden and punishment upon the people. So when, please move on to verse 9 of that Psalm 146, Psalm 149, Psalm 149, and from verse, yes, from verse 6 to 9. He said, when the high praises of God is in their mouth, two-edged sword in their hand, he will execute vengeance, and he said, he will execute the judgment that is written. There are things that are written concerning you, but until your high praises go up, vengeance will not answer. And lastly, number three, you can also engage vengeance and invoke it by violent prayer. We saw in Luke chapter 18, from verse 7 to 8, talking about the unjust judge. Even though I don't fear God, I have no respect for man, but he said, shall not God avenge his own elect? Luke 18, from verse 7 to 8, that, you know, are crying unto him day and night. He said, yeah, he will avenge them speedily. God will avenge you speedily. I say, God will avenge you speedily in the name of Jesus Christ. Why would God avenge you? Because you have made up your mind to serve him. Exodus chapter 8 and verse 1. We saw all through the adventure of the children of Israel. The only reason why God says he wants to deliver them. Let my people go that they may serve me. He did all the plagues he did in Egypt so that they can serve him. If you make up your mind to serve God, he will avenge you speedily. Rise up on your feet with me. Lift up your voice to heaven and begin to appreciate him. Thank him for his word that's come your way today. Thank him because today is your day of liberty. Today is your day of freedom. Father, we thank you.
Blessed be your holy name. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Before we begin to release arrows to the camp of the wicked, <laughs> so that it does not backfire, please take note of this. God will only avenge the elect. He says, shall not God avenge his elect? Luke 18 and verse 7 and 8. It is those who are his elect that he will avenge. So if you're under the sound of my voice, you might have heard this word, but you know you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You want me to pray for you so that Jesus can come into your heart and turn your life around. I pray that as you give your life to him today, he will avenge you speedily. Anyone doing that, you want to make that decision? God knows where you are. You can lift up your right hand in front of your device, wherever you are, and say after me, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this privilege to give my life to you. I know I'm a sinner, but you came to die for me. Father, forgive me. Write my name in the book of life. I believe I am saved. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. Thank you for saving me. Amen. The mighty hand of God rests upon you from this moment. Satan, take off your hand from these ones. They belong to Christ. And I pray that God of heaven and the Holy Ghost will preserve you until the day of his appearing. In the name of Jesus, thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. We want to hear from you. We want to be part of your joy. There is a number on your screen. And we also have a form, whether under or on top of this video you are watching or this uh, on our YouTube channel. Please send us your details. Fill that form. We will reach out to you with a welcome gift. And Jesus will be glorified in your life. Rise up on your feet with me, everyone, if you have not yet done so. And I like through this pandemic, we continue to preserve you. Are you making declaration over your own life? Go ahead. Begin to make declaration over your own life and begin to decree over all our frontline workers in the name of Jesus. No evil report. No evil report. No evil report. Every wickedness of the wicked comes to an end. In the name of Jesus, we are scaling you out. We are scaling you out. Every hand of the wicked is over. Every arrow goes back to sender. Every arrow goes back to sender. Every arrow goes back to sender. Your life shall be preserved. Your children shall be preserved. Your family shall be preserved. We shall not bury any one of you. In the name of Jesus, divine vengeance shall answer today. Divine vengeance shall answer today. Divine vengeance shall answer today. Divine vengeance shall answer in the cup of your enemies today. God of vengeance, arise! Let your enemies be scattered! Arise! Let your enemies be scattered! Arise! Let your enemies be scattered! Let an end come to every form of untimely death in the name of Jesus. Let an end come to every form of untimely death in the name of Jesus. We shall not bury anyone in the name of Jesus. We use this once as a point of contact. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. We give you praise. We know you have done it. Blessed be your holy name. Begin to appreciate him now. Begin to bless him. Begin to glorify him. There is no one like him. Father, we thank you.
your name. We give you all the praise. We know it is done. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. I decree over your life, the wickedness of the wicked comes to an end. In the name of Jesus, every arrow that is targeted at you and your children goes back to sender. In the name of Jesus, you will hear news in the camp of your enemies. In the name of Jesus, God of heaven will fight your battle for you. In the name of Jesus, you will not be put to shame. You will not be disappointed. In the name of Jesus, whatever situation of concern that is making people ask, where is your God? God will show forth for you. In the name of Jesus, this season shall be your best season to date. In the name of Jesus, grace to engage in this midst of the year. Receive it in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Can I hear your breaking limit? Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know you have been blessed. Please send us your testimonies. We want to be part of your joy. We have an email, bamiam.testimony. Please send it to us or, or through all our various social media handles and we can be part of what God is doing in your life. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired to take steps towards a closer walk with God and towards the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose for your life. We would like to hear from you through our various social media handles on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at WCIB UK. You can also watch our past and latest videos on YouTube by searching for Winners Chapel Birmingham UK. Till next time, remember, Jesus is love.